meditating on the law as opposed to walking in the counsel of the ungodly. The counsel of the ungodly. I remember how over the years as we've been developing biblical counseling programs, we began, we were trained uh, under a man called Professor Jay Adams, who was uh, the uh, founder of the Nuthetic Counselors Biblical Counseling Movement. Um, it's quite a confrontational form of counseling. The problem in your life was because of your sin, and if you repented and walked in obedience, then your problem would go away. And that was true of many, many problems, but not not all of them. And then we were uh, following uh, Larry Crabb uh, in his uh, form of effective biblical counseling. And, you know, Larry in more recent days has moved on to soul soul care, soul talk as a, as a method for um, helping people come into a deeper knowledge of Christ and overcome some of their problems. And overcoming problems is not even the main objective here. The main objective is to get closer, closer to God. But throughout that time, we were comparing what secular psychologists would have to say about mental health mm -hmm. and um, even the concept of illness being uh, a, 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 a best way of describing what goes on when we have psychological problems and psychological issues. Illness usually is to do with the capture of a, of a disease or a virus, you know. Um, but so that expression, mental illness, was, was to show that just as your body can break down and have problems, physical problems, so you can have mental and emotional problems. But how you address those, sometimes the counsel of the ungodly was pretty ungodly. Mm. Uh, very strange systems, uh, secular systems of counseling and uh, secular understandings of the human condition, secular understandings of the of human psychology and of human motivation and many of these things were ungodly um, and so so we, we tried to understand what what has God got to say about our mental health and our psychological conditions and situations and um, one of the things that uh, Amanda and I agreed on over the years was that there are sometimes some very helpful insights that come from psychology, particularly where uh, studies are done and uh, people are able to analyze, I don't mean psychoanalyze, but actually do studies to on human behavior. And there's some very interesting things. And also one of the things that you are particularly strong on is how that people should not ignore uh, um, psychiatric help or particularly medical help so that if somebody is is going through some kind of situation where the, the the medical profession has prescribed something for them to help them through this this condition they they shouldn't see that as a failure or a sinful okay. would you like to say something about that uh, i know you wrote, you helped me wrote, write in in the book on well, basically, basically, I came from a psychotherapy background many, many, many years ago, and um, I do still firmly believe that, of course, God is the answer, fundamentally, but I do believe there are illnesses where people are assessed by professionals, i.e. psychiatrists, psychologists, 
And in the case of psychiatry, they often need to prescribe in order for the person to get some form of equilibrium in order to be able to receive counseling. So I, my uh, advice to people who come for help, pastoral help, is if you are prescribed medication, on no account should you stop taking that until you've been reviewed again and your medical expert says, I don't think you need this anymore. You should continue to take it. And the other form of counseling, which is quite useful, is CBT if you're actually spending time over a period of time counseling and talking with people. And um, I use that from time to time in the biblical sense and detoxifying yeah. your mind and just getting the mind of Christ and renewing your mind. And yeah. there's various things. But I think I feel quite strongly that if someone has prescribed medication, they must not stop taking it yeah. until the experts say, don't take it anymore. You don't need it. Yeah. And and it, should the medication not be suitable or or there any issues with the medication, you can work that through with the doctor. Back, so that, yes. that sometimes, as I understand, and by the way, neither of us are speaking today in any professional capacity in terms of psychology, counseling or medicine. Uh, what we offer is pastoral care. Uh, and we offer biblical principles. We offer soul care. That's what we do as as a church. But if you're if you're struggling uh, uh, with any issue today, uh, for which you have been prescribed medication, we encourage you to continue to do that. Some Christians are saying, "Well, I feel better, or I don't need this," and they they don't take the medication, and that that can lead to a kind of stability. Sometimes the medication can help bring certain symptoms within a perspective where it becomes more bearable and keeps uh, uh, chemical imbalances under control to the to the point where people can work on the problems themselves and so uh, we're encouraging you today to take care of of your mental health and and one of the things here that the scripture says is to meditate on the law of the lord day and night now, <laughs> this could sound a little bit obsessional, uh, you know, that people are walking around chanting scripture all day and night, not getting any sleep. But what this means is this is a lifestyle during the day when you confront certain things. Have some food in your storehouse, uh, maybe this morning, as, we, as you start the day together with us, you will have some food in your storehouse about the peace of the Lord, about the blessing of the Lord, the prosperity of the Lord, and meditating on, on, on the law of the Lord or the word of the Lord will cause you to be like a tree planted by streams of water, and, and, and it's going, you're not going to wither, but, but it's going to be, uh, it's going to be uh, refreshed, and it's going to, going to be fruit. And so this, this, this kind of thought that you have at the beginning of the day and you can come back to it several times in the day and meditate on it. This is this is the right kind of rumination. Now, um, I haven't haven't not just jumping on you, Amanda. We haven't discussed this before here, but I'm I'm sure it, I'm sure it, it'll be okay. So you know this word ruminate, which means think and it goes to toss something over and over in your mind. Now, meditation is not negative rumination. Rumination is when you've got a thought in your mind. Oh, poor me. Oh, they hate me. How am I going to do this? I'm never good enough. They've always got something against me. And we, you know, this goes round and round in our minds. Not that, uh, but, but positive reflecting on scripture and, and the strong points of scripture. Can you talk a little bit about that to help encourage people how they can meditate on scripture better? 
Yes, I think it's important to meditate upon scripture. You know, all this uh, biblical reading we have on a daily basis uh, that we read through, which is great, but we need, you can't retain five chapters in your mind all at one time. So it's important that as you read those scriptures that you take out, you hear from the Holy Spirit just what he wants you to meditate on. And it might only be one verse, it might be several verses, but you meditate on that. And also, uh, where there are lots of negative thoughts going on, if one if one's upset, distressed, uh, being put down, or whatever the reason is, and you've got lots of negative thoughts about yourself or whatever it may be, one very positive thing to do, if you can settle your mind sufficiently, look at the scriptures, look at verses in the scripture, look at scripture verses that compensate, or rather that correspond with some of the negative things not that the scripture is giving you negative, but they're giving you the positive. Yeah. And I often say to people, you know, if you can't remember whole chapters, whole verses, get a few verses out, type them off, write them out, whatever, stick them in your fridge, stick them somewhere. And when you get some of these rather negative thoughts, meditate upon those scriptures, learn them. So if you're out in the street and you think, oh my goodness me, I shouldn't, you know, this person's has upset me or whatever's going on, you can recall those scriptures in your mind and you can make a positive declaration for yourself in that period of time. Mm -hmm. And over a period of time, you get to know the scriptures, you get to know what really sustains you. And those are just sort of immediate measures if you're really going through a distressed period of time, but you can develop that into something very, very positive, meditating upon the Lord. And you can develop that to the point where you really get to know the word of God and you get to know how to apply the word of God to your situation in every situation. It doesn't mean say that you instantly think, wow, I'm on top of the world again, but it helps you cope with some of those rather unpleasant or negative thoughts that you're going through. Mm. It's a lifestyle. It's called detoxing your mind. And if you do that consistently for 21 days, Wow. you'll have changed a habit and then you carry on doing it. Hey, so maybe that's a goal we can have for the next 21 <laughs> days of, of lockdown. But, you know, I'm not, trying to, I'm not trying to be analytical or present some kind of, you know, uh, formulate, formulated Bible study here. But with respect to scriptures, three words come to my mind. Which are? <laughs> Thank you for asking. <laughs> Content, intent and portent. Yes. Well, that kind of come to my mind. Content. So meditation that is perhaps more Eastern in, 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 um, in origin, it's not biblical meditation. Uh, we're, we're in Eastern, it's more like trying to empty your mind uh, and, and focus on nothing. And there's, that's supposed to be some kind of enlightenment. But, but really, the enlightenment comes from Scripture, from the revelation of God. So when you read a passage of Scripture, there is content. Be aware of the content. And the content is, is what's going to feed you. The content is going to uh, help you replace negative stinking thinking with uh, positive, truthful thinking. Um, and then intent. Uh, what, are, what is the intent of scriptures? What is the purpose of any particular passage? Of course, we might say <clears throat> it's there to make us wise for salvation. Absolutely. That's what the Bible says of itself. Uh, uh, um, but also it is there, as we could possibly say, as a manual for life mm -hmm. and living. It is instruction uh, that we will be equipped with all forms of instruction, correction, um, uh, rebuking, correcting, <laughs> rebuking, instructing, correcting, and training in righteousness are the, are the, are the, um, 
the three, the four, the four particular things. But there is another intent behind that, and that is the words of God are life. Yes. Remember when Peter said, "Who else should we go to?" Because no. go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. Because you have the words of eternal life, uh, <laughs> and um, so in other words. The words of God, the words of Christ, the words of the scripture, the words of the gospel, they are life. They are life-giving words. And I, I think that as I, as in my own study, I am also uh, studying and training in, in uh, uh, um, counseling in order to have a qualification which would equip me to counsel outside of pastoral counseling within the church. And that's an ongoing study. It's been a, a fascination of mine for, for, for a long time. But one of the things that I, I find when I study the, the, the symptoms of so-called mental illnesses, so-called personality disorders, um, and, and, and some of these categories which are found in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of, uh, uh, published by uh, various psychological bodies to describe mental conditions and um, personality disorders and mental disorders, all the all, all the language. It's so, so full of uh, of terms and, and language. But but uh, a lot of it, it 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 speaks about the opposite of life. Uh, if somebody is depressed, I, I'm not saying just feeling a little down, you know. Having a little bit of the blues. No, I'm talking about somebody that has uh, a deep depression. Uh, the, the, everything seems dark, mm. and pointless. There's no hope. And at times like that, you know, people need a word of life, a word of life, a word of light. And here the scripture brings life and light. Meditate on the word of God. But also um, the intent of scripture is that you should know that God loves you and that you are fully accepted in Christ. Absolutely. So one of the problems is, is that if, if we take any scripture like this, his delight is in the law of the Lord. And it goes on about the wicked shall not stand in judgment. Uh, and the Lord know the way of the wicked will perish. And, and, and people who are prone to mental issues particularly that border on the negative side of things, will be saying, well, that's me. I, I'm wicked. I've got no hope. And, and believe me, there are plenty of people around you who will point the finger at you. We're not good at positively affirming and encouraging one another. We're not good at positively affirming and encouraging ourselves. Uh, and, and we have to know how to do that. But know that the scripture is given not to condemn you, but to bless you and to encourage you. And if you as a believer in Jesus Christ read a passage of scripture and you get condemnation from it, then you're reading it in the wrong way. You need to see that, it, that God's word affirms you because you're a believer in Christ and you've turned your heart to the Lord. And I think it's also really important to remember whatever, wherever you're at, whatever you're feeling, that God loves you unconditionally. Yeah. Whatever you've done, whatever you haven't done, whatever you're doing, whatever you should do or not do, God, if you're a child of God, God loves you unconditionally. You're part of his family. So you'll always be in his family and he loves you unconditionally. All right. And the final word, if you can, if you can bear it, <laughs> portent. So we have content, intent, and portent. Portent obviously speaks of something that, that is being carried. 
but um, it, it's used of signs. It's used of uh, of things that indicate that point to something else, and scripture is a tremendous sign and a wonder. And when you are holding the scripture you will find that the significance is stronger. It portends of something far bigger than yourself, bringing you into a future that God has for you. It's a sign and a wonder pointing you to the fullness that is to come. And also, because of this, it has a prophetic edge. And one of the things that will surprise you is that whenever God speaks to you through Scripture, that actually is confirmed in so many ways, you'll stumble across that scripture. You will, it'll be the scripture that the preacher preaches on. It'll be in your morning devotion. It'll be just, you know, on a card that somebody sends you. It'll seem random, but it's the Holy Spirit. And this is one of his signs and wonders and portents saying, I am with you. And there's going to be greater blessing coming. And let me just read that, 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 that real one of blessing here. He is like a tree who is planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in season and its leaf does not wither. All that he does, in all that he does, he prospers. Amen. The Lord knows the ways of the righteous. In other words, God is attending your way. All right. So uh, this was a little bit in fulfillment, Amanda, of what we'd said a couple of days ago that we would come back to the issue of mental health. But what I'd like to do, if, if I may, is pray now over mental health conditions, give you a chance to go through this. And please be patient because uh, it's quite tricky to, to find all these messages in amongst everything else that comes in on the phone. But we will do our best right now. And by the way, let me give you that number just in case you haven't got it yet. And um, uh, there's a few minutes remaining from this morning's broadcast but throughout the day there'll be people ready to pray for you and there are two numbers here 07570261697 and that may come up on the screen right now and then also following that there's a second number which is the pastoral care hotline 02079081700 so the uh, uh, first number which ends 697 comes to this mobile phone texts and whatsapp messages please only for that one then the other number which ends 1700 is the live pastoral care hotline that you can call anytime mm -hmm. during the day and somebody will be there to talk to you and answer your questions so are you getting ready let me pray and then hand yes, over to you yes, yes, go father we thank you in jesus name that you are the god of mental health because you are the God of physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, every dimensional health. We thank you, Father, that, that medicines and doctors and perhaps psych, psycho, psychologists have come across some very helpful tips about how to handle mental health issues, mental health conditions. And we thank you for those professions. But we know, Lord, that the real answer it doesn't lie with secular therapists, uh, as helpful as they may be within a context. But the real answer lies not even with drug therapy, although that may be very helpful within a context. Uh, but with the real answer lies with you. The loving kindness of God. Loving kindness of God. And I speak that word, loving kindness. 
over every troubled heart, over every troubled mind. And in this time of lockdown, where some people are feeling the stress and the pressure more than ever, even people who did not necessarily consider that before this they had any kind of stress or mental health issue, perhaps now are feeling under stress, feeling anxious, feeling low. But we thank you that the loving kindness of God is the real medicine and the real help and cure for our souls. And those, Father, who came into this period of coronavirus lockdown already with great issues of anxiety and depression and fear, social anxiety, PTSD, complex post-traumatic stress disorder, all the very uh, labels that have been put upon people and, and anxiety disorders and, and all the other so-called disorders that uh, we, we have been told about. But we know, Father, that these boil down to the needs of the human heart, the needs of the human spirit. And we pray, Father, that any brokenness within can be repaired in these days in your presence so that we come before you. We, don't, we, 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 we walk in the counsel of the godly. We, we walk and meditate in the word of the Lord and we apply the word of the Lord to our lives. We take counsel from those who will counsel biblically. We take support from those who will give pastoral support based on Christian truths and Christian principles and Christian experiences. And we ask Holy Spirit that you would manifest yourself around every person's heart and mind that is struggling right now in Jesus' name. Amen.